So here we go then, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social, the show where the co-army share their thoughts on all things town. I hope you all had a good weekend. It was a sunny one. It was a hot one. And um, as you can see, I've got a bit of red on me. I, 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 was, I was a bit naughty. I didn't put sun cream on and I got a bit bit red. Uh, but I do tan well, so I'll continue to work on my tan. Um, but yeah, the off-season is still here. The off-season blues, but the transfer window officially opens this week. The fixtures aren't that long away to be released. I can't wait for that. But I'm joined by Simon and Matt as we give you the first outing of the Kings of Anglia podcast this week to get you ready for the week. Um, Simon, how's things with you? And uh, how do you occupy yourself with no football? Yeah, thanks, Ross. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's always a, a tricky dilemma of what you do uh, during the off-season in the football. Uh, I was up in Felixstowe enjoying the sunshine at the weekend with my mum, so that was... That was nice. We had a barbecue, so that's good to get that going. Um, but obviously, it's an Ashes summer as well in the cricket, so that that's probably what will keep me going through through the next few weeks up into the preseason. Definitely, we've got a lot of cricket fans I know on the part of the Cowboy Army, so they'll be well up for that. And of course, it's here this year, isn't it? The Ashes, so um, there'll be people going to it as well. So yeah, yeah look forward to that. Um, Matty Macon, always a pleasure to be joined by you, my friend. How's things, and how are you occupying yourself about football? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Ross. Yeah, it's been good. Um, Mrs M and I just um, got back from a weekend away uh, in Oxford, visiting friends there. There's actually friends who come down and travel um, down to Portland Road and sit with me in the churchmen. So um, it was it was quite nice to be there without any fog or uh, or a three sided uh, stadium at any point, which was a boon. So yeah, it's um, yeah, it's been nice actually being able to spend time with Jem. <laughs> <laughs> on a Saturday, which is um, which is a very rare occurrence during the season, um, and get out and yeah, just do do some bits and bobs. So getting getting to that stage in life where you got English heritage memberships, nationals, so you just go wandering around old castles and and stately homes and that. But I'm just waiting. Uh, yeah, like Simon says, waiting for the Ashes to start and the Women's World Cup as well. Um, and that'll be over Australia and New Zealand. So there's going to be some odd hours here to keep up with the Lionesses, but. That'd be nice to have some some football back soon. Yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah, that's what my one takeaway from the off season is I get to see my family because um, yeah, some people are lucky they can take their their family too, which is town games, and they can enjoy it as a family. Um, but yeah, I've had an opportunity to actually see family members, and they go, "Oh, we forgot what you look like." Um, <laughs> I do see my family throughout for the week and stuff, but that's just I can actually enjoy my weekends and see. But I am missing the football. I'm missing um, seeing all the Cowboy Army and stuff. That's another thing I miss. Matt, May, Make and Simon just miss seeing you guys in the flesh. Sometimes we meet up, we play five a side and stuff, but on the Saturday, yeah, so we've got, we got the five a side go twice a week now. It's um, twice a week, it's, yeah. it's mad. And, I, and I'll see you, I'll see you this Wednesday. I won't see you tonight, but I will see you, uh, I will see you this Wednesday. Definitely, mate. Yeah, definitely, mate. Look forward to that. And yeah, if you want to get involved in the five side, let us know and uh, we're happy to invite all the numbers and all that sort of stuff. Uh, well, let's jump on then, and boys, um, even though it is a bit quiet on the Itchers Town front. Um, I'm sure it will ramp up very soon when the fixtures are out, the kit's going to get launched and all that. Um, and signings, of course, sexy signings. Anyone loves that, don't know the sexy business. The transfer window does officially open this week. And that is the question I'm going to ask the boys. Um, where do you think Town will and need a strengthening Simon? Um, Jack Taylor has been... Barry Fry, the PBR man, he's uh, been mentioning him. Apparently Town bidded... Three times for the midfielder in January. Uh, thoughts on him and and also places you think Town will need and will strengthen in? Yeah, it's uh, Jack Taylor's an interesting one. Obviously, as you say, he's been linked multiple times already 
sort of has seemed to have a bit more sort of dynamic go forward from midfield, a bit more of a goal scorer getting into the box and probably the current players we've got in that mix at the minute. It's, it's an area I think we need a body, despite the fact I think we've got eight on the books. If you include Massimo Luongo, obviously hasn't signed yet. But I do think he offers a slightly different profile to what we've got in there at the minute. Three million, though, may be a little bit steep for a player. I think we could probably find somebody at, at a cheaper price point. We know Darren McCantony is very difficult historically to do business with. Um, so maybe you could find somebody of that same ilk for, for a lower price. But but generically, I think centre-back is an area that, that definitely looks like it needs its light. There's only three sort of senior players there at the minute. And ideally, I think we could do with a left-sided sort of battle-hardened championship uh, defender. That would be uh, up there for me. A right-sided player to, to compete with Burns on that side. Maybe someone who could cut inside on a left foot, maybe. I don't think we've got maybe a left-footed winger option for either side. Quite a lot of right-footed players there. So maybe just, again, to sort of change the profile. Uh, a versatile sort of attacker, as one who can maybe sort of play all four positions of left-right, attacking midfield and striker. And that sort of John Jules role. And then definitely centre-forward is an area that they need to strengthen. And obviously George Hurst is the name that, that everybody's linking. Uh, but there's, there's good players around. Obviously Jerry Yates is another one who seems to have been sort of linked from the outside by the sun so uh, another player with championship experience and, and a good goal scorer I like that I like that and um, just to put his official title on Barry Fry director of football I always like to make sure just to make make sure I give the right names and stuff like that so director of football Barry Fry saying that about Jack Taylor Matt uh, thoughts on that my friend yeah yeah similar to Simon really it's a name that's been banded about clearly Kieran McKenna rates him we, we were in for him quite quite big in January, didn't come off, got Massimo in and actually it turns out we, did, we didn't need Jack Taylor for that second half of the season to get us, get us over the line and up automatically. But um, I think, yeah, we, we are overstocked in that area of the pitch, but I wouldn't be surprised you see some outgoing. It's going to be, the outgoings are going to be just as interesting as the incomings, I think, because I'm, um, Ashton was sort of quite clear. He's been quite clear about sort of we we operated effectively to a to a net zero last season with trading in terms of what we got um, sort of players going out and players compared to players coming in. Uh, albeit there would have been some sell on money um, from Flynn Downs last summer that would, that would have helped that definitely. But I think you can see um, uh, Peninche Kamara. I'd like to see him stay and sort of give him a go. So, but you could see some other. You can maybe see some other. And there's no, there's no guarantee that Luongo is gonna is gonna sign this um, this new contract. Hopefully, I mean, I think I think it's being reported. Um, TWTD, I think, uh, saying that it, he's expected to sign, and he certainly made all the noises before the end of the season that he'd like to stay. Um, but I think definitely centre forward. Um, George Hurst. We we were big for him in the summer. Didn't get him. Um, Went on loan to um, to Blackburn um, in Championship. Then came to us on loan in January. Um, Leicester is in a bit of disarray at the moment post relegation. So, do we want to spend all summer chasing him and then end up sort of sort of picking up what's left over? Because I think, with all due respect to Gas and I have mate, he he wasn't a a top level target for for us last summer. And I think that was a case of right well who's still available before the window slams shut in a couple of days time so I'd, I'd like to think we've got 
uh, again, like Simon said about having somebody else not sort of similar to Taylor lined up. Hopefully, we've got a similar centre forward line. It's sort of two George Hurst lined up. Um, I do agree, right hand side. I love Wes, but again, he's not had a huge amount of championship experience. So, are, are you are you bringing in somebody to back him up, um, or are you bringing somebody in to maybe be an upgrade in that position with Wes as the backup? Um, you've got Caden there as well, but. Cadence one season championship. Well, let, let's not talk about Cadence one season championship. Well, we don't want to think about that. We're back in the championship now, um, and and centre back because there's three seniors and also George Edmondson. And I, and I love George. I love George, but he has had his injury problems since been here. It's 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 effectively the same injury that's ended his two seasons here, um, and he's been in that in that boot at the end of end of both seasons. Um, so there are question marks over whether he, he's got a full campaign in him. Um, so I'd like to say, like I say a left a left-sided um, centre-back or left-footed centre-back rather would be would be a benefit. Don't think we need to go anywhere with goalies really um, and, unless unless Lackey decides move on and we, and we can find a right deal for him. Really, Christian Walton's more than capable in the Championship. Um, but I think we're, we're in a good position. We don't need a massive amount of signings. It, it's we, we, We're starting this window from a position of strength, really. There's a good core of championship quality players there. We don't need, we certainly don't need another demolition man season. Uh, and we certainly don't need to be going out and um, sort of buying players just for the sake of it. We can afford to be a bit cheesy. And I'm sure that that data dashboard has sort of been working overtime since before the season ended, since before promotion was confirmed about. The the, um, the caliber and the and the um, the type of players that we want to bring in. Yeah. You made a good point as well. Oh, sorry, so I'm got to tell you. In terms of the the caliber, I mean, you talk about Ashen. They've shown already they're prepared to be ruthless in terms of upgrading players. You think Harness signed last summer, Broadhead was available. He was better, and they were prepared to go for that deal because they saw an upgrade in in player ability. And and then sort of talk about where's Burns. That's probably a player that the fans love, the fans adore. But if there is a better option, which for all the will in the world, Wes is not the best player in world football, and there there could be better options out there. And you sort of think about players who have come up with town on this League One journey, and we're at a different level now. And I think the yeah. fans need to accept that and and be prepared for players that they probably really really like, maybe Absolutely. being sort of out the door. Absolutely. There's no there's no room for sentiment in this window. We are a fan record. We're not one of these ruthless clubs. And, and Connor Chapman's spoken about his time at Barnsley and feeling more like, he, from his words, he kind of suggested he felt more like a commodity than a person. And obviously we can go about handling it in a right way. But absolutely, I don't think we need to get hung up on, oh, yeah, but yeah, we, we love Wes. He got he part of getting us up. Yeah, and, and we'll carry on loving Wes, but... If there's that better option out there, we need to, if we want to um, sort of sort of re-establish ourselves as a solid championship side, we need to, yeah, we need to sort of put sentiment on the back burner. Do you know what, boys? You've you've segued perfectly onto our next feature, which is which town player do you think will make the biggest step up in the championship? And as you said, yeah, sentiment it goes out the window. But there's some players here are going to make a statement. You know, we've had, you know, there's a few players in the squad who have played championship football before, you know, Sam Morsey, Connor Chaplin, um, Christian Walton goal. Um, but Simon, who do you reckon, you know, will make the biggest step up out of everyone at the club at the moment? 
I mean, there's there's some some obvious candidates for me. The the player I always think with the highest ceiling in that squad at the minute is Lee Davis. Uh, you you look at his attributes at, at 22, the way he bombs forward from left back, good engine, good cross of a ball. He's everything you want in a modern day fullback. And given his age, I think he looks well suited to go and play certainly Premiership football, if not international football. I can certainly see him going all that way. I mean, he's got he's got everything you want because I remember watching Cresswell when he first sort of started at Ipswich and he had those sort of same attributes, you could just see him becoming a really, really, really good player. Um, so certainly him. And then obviously I think the, the likes of Broadhead as well, given his age, he is another player who looks like he's got all the attributes to go, go very, very far in the game. Obviously he has already made his international debut and performed well there for Wales. Um, but I mean, those are the players that I see sort of making that step up who maybe. We haven't, they haven't seen the best of themselves in the Championship. I know uh, Leaf was on loan at Bournemouth and uh, Nathan was on loan at Wigan. I don't think either of those moves really worked for them at that stage, but I think both are better players now. And I can really see them kicking on and being really key performers at, at the level above and, and have the ability to grow possibly even further than that, possibly with Ipswich, hopefully. Yeah, or Nathan Broadhead. I can't wait to see him in the championship and Leaf Davis as well. Um, Matty Macon, what do you reckon then, my friend? Any players? Any surprise packages, do you reckon? I'll, I'll put you on the spot here. Um, but that's going to be, I'm sure it'll be a, a preview. Like you. <laughs> no, it's not like me at all. I'm sure we'll do a preview <laughs> pod at some stage of doing all the categories and surprise package will be there. But anybody you think will surprise us in terms of how good they would be with their, that step up to the championship? Um. I mean, I think Harry Clark, because I mean, I know he's he's played a bit. Obviously, he had a half season championship with Stoke, but he hasn't had a huge amount of first team football. So I think, I mean, if he can get in, get to, get his head under control a bit, because obviously he's going to miss the first game of the championship because that daft sending off at Fleetwood on the last day of the season. But um, I think he'll step up quite well. Luke Wolfington is another one as well. I think I, I do agree, with Simon. High ceiling, Leif Davis, but a very close second is Luke Wolfington. I think he's got a a long and illustrious career ahead of him, whether that's with Ipswich or moving on to, to other things. Um, he, he played a handful of championship games. Um, I think it was under Mick even. I think maybe yeah. um, we, we're going back that far, you know. Um, but I think he'll, he'll, he's, he's come on leaps. I mean, you think he was almost out the door when Paul Cook got the boot. Um, and and um, he's had, we all talk about the renaissance, but I think there's been just as good a renaissance for, um, for Luke Wolfenden because he, he always frustrated me before because he, his big plus is how calm he is on the ball. But that was also a big weakness for him as well. And it, it still happens now and again. Is that sometimes he's a bit too laid back. But McKenna's managed to channel that and he's, he's been with Burgess at the absolute rock on the back. And I think he'll, he'll step up quite well to the championship, yeah. for sure. The improvement I've seen in Luke Wolfton this year seems to be a bit more of a leader on the field as well. Mm. I mean, given, I mean, he's he's only 24, but he's played like nearly a hundred and something games. So he's not a young kid anymore. I mean, he needs to start looking at himself as a senior defender. He can't keep making mm. those same mistakes he did when he was sort of 19, 20. And, and I think that's been a big improvement in him. The other player, obviously, is Connor Chaplin, not mentioned, top goal scorer in League One. And, Again, a player that you hope can make that step up and continue scoring goals in the championship. He's probably got quite a bit of championship experience for Barnsley, obviously competing at the top end as well when they made the playoffs, but I think wasn't sort of a guaranteed start in that team and played off the off the left left wing, I think, quite a lot of the time as well. But he's another one you'd hope can sort of keep that form going that he's shown all season. 
because the, the way he the way he ended last season, you think look how many of his goals came in that second half of the season, particularly almost that last third. If we're being honest, um, hopefully that momentum will take him over the summer, um, and he can, like you say, he can kick on um, from where from where he left off um, at the end of last season. Definitely, yeah, I mean, just I think, the gold. I yeah, that's the, that's the key thing in the championship. Chances are more at a premium, less space, less less of everything. So you need players mm. who can finish chances, and Chaplin is that guy for Ipswich. And um, I'm recording a feature soon about Freddie Zappo, and um, you know he's, he's played played one time the championship with Rotherham when they got relegated, scored nine goals. Um, but at the moment, he's the proper only one senior strike we've got. I know you mentioned Gasana Hagmi Matt, Matt earlier, and so there's Joe Piggott as well making his return. But at the moment, Freddie Dabo is the only striker we've really got who we probably think is going to maybe play. Um, what do you think on on him? Um, because, yeah, he's, he's had a great season. You know, 17 goals in the league, 21 in all competitions. Simon, what do you reckon? Uh, he's a player that I think has a lot of good attributes that I really like from a centre-forward. He likes to back in. He's, he's big. I, I think he could be better with his size. I think he could use it more effectively to sort of be a bit more of a bully times I think he can be a little bit nice and let sort of let the game not not drift past him but not really go and attack it the way I think he, he could do. And I think of the goal Hurst scored against Barnsley. And that's the kind of goal that I think Ladipo could score, but I don't think would. And I can't put my finger on why because he's got all the, the sort of attributes to do so. I mean the goal he got at Charlton was a great example of what he can do. Back to goal the way he swiveled and put it in the corner was an unbelievable finish. And it's just keeping that consistency, I think. Finding that level, you know he's got it in him, but he needs to do it week in, week out, and prove it week in, week out. But he's going to be challenged because, as we've all discussed, there's going to be bodies coming in to challenge him, as there was last season. And I think, to be fair, Hurst coming in seemed to get the best out of Freddie. So I think if you're McKenna, you're hoping the same will happen again. But He's definitely got things he can improve on, and he has improved certainly from the player I saw at the start of last season, who's sort of heavily criticised. And I think he now fits into the system well, and he's certainly a good squad player, um, but maybe not a guaranteed starter at, at that level. And Matt, I want to jump on something you said earlier, which I thought was a very good point about we don't want to sort of wait around for George Hurst, do we? We don't want to like fight for scraps for strikers, and I think. Um, you know, hopefully we can get the business done early. I think that's what they like to do. Kim McKenna, Mark Ash, and they do that. Um, and that is a position I don't think we want to wait around with. We want to make sure we get the player in the door so Ladapo knows he's got that competition. Uh, but yeah, your thoughts on, on Freddie? Yeah, I, I like Freddie. Um, I've made no secret of that on the pods in the past. Really. I think I'm second only to Mark Beck in, in the in the KOA posse in terms of being um, Freddie's biggest fan. Because um, I just think as a person, he's, he's just very infectious and I think he's a good player to have around the squad. Um, I do, I do agree with Simon. Um, I think squad player championships for his level scored nine goals in in what was a Rotherham side that was relegated that season. Um, so that, that's no mean feat um, in, in that context. Um, I think, yeah, challenge whether it's Hurst coming back in or a another coming back in challenging that does seem to, he seems to be a player that that thrives on that. Um, so that can only be good. Um, McKenna's got another summer to work with him now as well. So he can, I know he came in quite early. He was he was the first first one through the door this time last year. Um, we've got another summer now, and so they know each other better. Um, and hopefully that 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 development will sort of progress further. Um, but he's he's definitely one to have in the squad for for the season ahead. 
Yeah, yeah I, I think, think it was the sorry, sorry, sorry. We keep doing this. I keep doing this. Talk. No, no, I, just, I think you sort of mentioned in terms of not waiting around for George Hurst. I think that's what impressed me about the way the club went about their business last summer because they sort of started off by nailing down all the assets in the building that I think Burns got a contract, Jackson, Wolfenden. So they sort of nailed down the players onto new deals. Then there was sort of a bucket of free agents when sort of Ladapo, Greg Lee, sort of those guys came in, which is sort of the easier deals because you don't have to negotiate with another team. And then we waited a bit longer for those sort of added quality of players we wanted longer term. But I think, because I think of like Leif Davis, we needed a left fullback. So we got one in, in sort of Greg Lee, who was therefore in the building and, and in possession. But then we could wait that little bit longer to get Leif Davis. I think we only signed him the, the week before uh, the first game of the season in the end. But we, we had that sort of ability to wait that long because we already got Greg Lee in the building. And that therefore meant we could afford to sort of stretch that transfer out a little bit longer. And I think the club will probably look to do their business in the same sort of way next up, uh, this summer as well. Yeah, it was this time last year, Freddie signed, I think the 30th of May he signed. So it was May he signed as a, a free, you know, free agent. Of course, he couldn't play until, the, of course, the 1st of July, which is a rule. But yeah, Leif Davis was one where he was linked for a while. But Leeds were like, they took him to Australia. And I think that's the problem with some players, some clubs, Premier League clubs, they keep hold of players. They don't know just yet if they want him or not. Definitely, if it's a young player, they send him out on loan. Of course, Leith Davis was a permanent signing, but um, we may have to wait with those sort of players sometimes. But um, the, yeah, Matt- the interesting thing with Hurst, particularly as well, is obviously one Leicester have, have just lost a lot of income by being relegated from the Premier League down to the Championship. Two, do they want to be selling to a team they may perceive as as a Championship rival? And three, um, I think as well they've got added financial issues because. Their um, their owners um, took, took quite a hit during the pandemic, I believe. So there's there's less money flowing into the club from that route as well. And I I, I believe that was I think Brendan Rodgers was sounding off about not having money to spend the, about this time last year to to reinforce his squad. So it, it's a real um, I'd li- I'd like to think a deal could be done for Hurst, but there's there's so many variables there at the moment. It's certainly not going to happen. In the early early part of the window. No, yeah, so yeah, because yeah, not much happens in June. There's always signings, like even before the transfer window opens, there's signings that happen. You see it, but um, of course, it doesn't get confirmed properly until then. But um, we shall see later. I mean, watch this space. Signings, I'm sure, will happen at some stage, and I'm sure I have a links and bobs and stuff. But it's good once again. The club have kept that quiet. Um, and they're just waiting to get the deals over line, and then boom, they're here for us to see in the new kit whenever that comes out. Um, well, so on that, any other business from from transfers to players stepping up? Anything else you want to mention? Or should we jump into the strike? Let's go. Let's strike. Let's do this. So Simon and Matty Macon going head to head as ever. Go and play at home. Pens and paper at the ready. Uh, let us know how you get on. We've got four questions. Plus, tiebreaker is standard. Uh, question one is on a legend of the club, uh, the Norish, Northern Northern Irishman of Alan Hunter. Um, what, what a player he was back in the day. I wouldn't want to mess with him. Definitely on a five-a-side pitch, Matt. I'm sure he's, he's going in and oh, knocking you out, pretty much. Um, but yes, uh, he joined town in 1971 from which team? Was it Blackburn, Sheffield United or West Brom? So, yeah, 1971, joined town. Of course, went on to help town win the FA Cup. Of course, that brilliant duo of Kevin and BT, bacon and eggs is what Bobby Robson called them back then. Um, what do you reckon then, boys? Who do you join from? I have gone with 
uh, Sheffield United. Excuse me, I've left my pad in the other room, so I'm using Fine. the back of an envelope. I did that on the pod last week when we did the keep um, loan sale. I just basically used all the envelopes I could find because I have no paper. Um, but I may go to a stationary place and get like a proper notepad because I want to be more professional in that way. So it was West Brom from Simon, Sheffield United from Matt. And you're both wrong. It's actually Blackburn. He actually signed from, so that is a surprise. Actually, for some reason, I thought ice could be an easy question, but I don't know. Both before your time, of course. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll give you that, guys. I'll give you that before your time. Um, so there we go. Question two, though, is I think probably during your time, definitely during your time, um, is on Dean Bowditch. Um, celebrates his birthday this month. Uh, what is his middle name? What standard is always middle names? Is it Matthew, Peter, or Robert? Matthew, Peter, or Robert? So is it after Matt? Is it Peter? Or is it Robert? We shall see. And who's going to get on the scoreboard first of all here? Or are you both going to get it right? Make it 1-1. One, one. We shall see. Well, then, boys, I've no idea. So I've, I've, I've put Matthew because it's always good oh. to have a Matt in there. Yeah, i put Matthew <laughs> as well. Oh, God. <laughs> You're both wrong. It's Peter. Ah! <laughs> I did that once again. I sneakily did that. I was like, ooh, I could... I was going to put Simon's name on there as well for all, but, you know, I thought I'll just put one name and then just put there as like a disguise, you know, just to put you off the scent of Peter. It's Dean Peter Bowditch. So it's nil-nil going into question three, dearie me. And his question is, do you know squad numbers, boys? And do you know squad numbers on a lone player who plays six games back in... But forgot the year. Um, Asmir Begovic. The goalie, the Bosnian, um, recently uh, released from Everton, so he's a free agent. Um, but yeah, what squad number did he have during his loan spell? Was it 27, 31 or 35? Of course, goalkeepers normally number one, number 13 or whatever. But um, of course, he's a lone goalkeeper at the time. Played six games in total on loan from Portsmouth at the time. He had a really good spell. Um, but yeah, I think Portsmouth had like an injury crisis. So they was like, yeah, Asmir, you're coming back, boy. And uh, he went on to, of course, have a good career, Asmir. I think he's now when he's maybe early 30s now. Um, but yeah, what do you reckon then, boys? 27, 31 or 35 was his squad number? See, I've gone 31 because that popped into my head before you put the answers up. So okay. I put 31 and changed 27. So. <laughs> oh, well, Simon, you made the right decision because it is 27. So, Matty, making sorry to say, Simon has taken the lead here. Going into the final question. And the final question is on another Irishman. And it's on Alan Quinn. And he's currently a technical coach at which Irish top flight club? When I was doing some research, I wanted a good question on Alan Quinn. I didn't know he was coaching, so he's coaching. But is it Cork City, Shelbourne or Sligo Rovers? Cork City, Shelbourne or Sligo Rovers. Alan Quinn, of course, famously scored that goal against Norwich. Um, yeah, not much else really. Um but, you know, got a brother. Got a brother who also plays, Stephen. Stephen Quinn. Don't think he plays anymore. I think he's stopped playing now. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Alan Quinn, now coach. What do you reckon? We'll, we'll start with you, Matt, as you need this point to take it to a tiebreaker. What do you reckon? I do. I'm having a mare. Um, I've gone Sligo Rovers. Okay. Simon? I went Shelbourne because I thought that's where he signed from. I couldn't remember. Well, it is Shelbourne. Um, Damien Duff is the main manager there, if you, if you didn't know. Fun fact, uh, Damien Duff, of course, the, played for Chelsea and, and the likes. Fulham, was it Fulham, was it, I think he played for? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, he's the main coach there. And yeah, 
Van Quinn is the technical coach. You know, they make new names, don't they, for different coaches these days. So, um, yeah, Simon, you have won. But as ever, you won 2-0. But as ever, tiebreaker time. Are you happy to gamble? Yeah, got to risk it. Got to risk it for a chocolate biscuit. Is the <laughs> uh, well, chance here, Matt, to steal. Because you've got to get bang on, though, my friend, to steal it. And, of course, the man that has been in the I'm news not confident. recently... <laughs> It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Um, but yeah, this man has been in the news recently um, because he's returned to his hometown club in Notts County, David McGordrick. How many goals did he score for town in 159 games? Um, of course, had periods where he was really good for town. I really loved him as a player, just those injuries and stuff like that. We're always shouting though, aren't we? Like, oh, we should have just accepted that eight million. I'm sure Marcus Evans, that's one thing he just re regrets. I'm sure there's a lot of things he regrets. But that's one thing, oh, we should have just sold him for eight million. But um, but yeah, that's a nice little fairy tale story in it going to Knox County where he started. He actually made his debut there. He made four appearances there, well, like as a young kid before moving to Southampton and stuff, which is a little fun fact there. But um, yeah, Matt, bang on my friend to take the crown. What do you reckon? Is he here? He's frozen on our screen. This is not good. And he's disappeared. He's well, suspense will kill us. Um, well, Simon, what's your, what's your answer? So I put 55. 55. I sort of feel he's like one in three was sort of my... Yeah. yeah don't remember first, him being yeah. prolific enough to be one in two through his whole town career with the injuries and stuff as well, so... Yeah, he was top goal scorer for one season. And yeah, then, um, it was, yeah, he's unknown, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah, and then his first permanent spell, he scored a few. But uh, Matt is back, so let's bring him in. And uh, Matt, you back? Yeah, sorry, Streamyard kicked me out. It's fine, it's fine. Yeah, Streamyard uh, poxes for Streamyard, although it does does do us a good job because we record these podcasts and videos, so it's all good. Uh, well, Matt, Simon went fifty five. What are you going for? Bang on, my friend, to take the crown. 47. Oh, my God. That is so close. <laughs> it's 45. Ah! That is unbelievable. But, Simon, you have ah. one. Um, because Matt does get a point. You get a point there, yes. but it's 2-1 on the doors. Um, Simon, well done for winning the strike this week. Good effort from good old Matty Macon. Simon, it was. It really wasn't, but you yeah, bless you, very kind. But Simon, take it away, my friend. Speech. Uh, I think it's my first time winning the strike uh, on sort of third appearance. Um, delighted to got it done. Very, very close on the McGoldrick one, though. I was nervous. I knew it was about one in three, so I, I thought that was pretty close. Um, but yeah, well, it's good to win. Definitely, my friend. Well played. Well played. Well, I um, hope you all enjoyed playing at home. Well, let's get right into it then, boys, going into the final section. And now, this is maybe too early. And I, Sometimes I do cool things too early, but I just want to see how you're feeling going into this off-season at the moment. Your early predictions for town in the championship. Um, you know, we've got Leicester, Leeds, and Southampton relegated. We've gone up with Plymouth and Sheffield Wednesday joining us as well. Um, so, Simon... What do you reckon? Back in the championship of the four years of being in League One, what's your early feelings right now? In your in your stomach where you feel, hmm, where, where's town going to finish? Yeah, I think early feelings for me is is uh, top half feels certainly achievable to me. I mean, 
I certainly think back to the sides we played in the FA Cup last season in terms of uh, Rotherham and Burnley and obviously beat Rotherham handsomely at home. I'm just hearing uh, apparently Chaplin has just signed a new contract till 2026. Breaking that is beautiful on. breaking news. Well, let's um let's pause for a second and let's talk about Connor Chaplin then, boys, because that is very good news indeed. Because I think there's always that question mark on a couple of players, weren't it, of like who's out of contract. You know, next summer, I think it's Sam Moores is out of contract next summer. Um, but yeah, Connor Chaplin has signed a new long-term deal till 2026. Um, top goal scorer, just a great bloke any kind of chaplain so Simon take it away on, on that that's some great news and we've got some news finally <laughs> yeah as you say great great character does great work with the foundation as well but I mean we, we appreciate him for what he does on the pitch most of all in 29 goals uh, with a year left and I don't think he had an option either which sort of means that was final 12 months of his contract so absolutely delighted to get him tied down I mean he's such a good age as well I think he's what 26 27 um, so again just exactly the kind of player McKenna wants clearly rates him very highly as you'd expect given the performances he's put in and uh yeah just that that's a really good piece of business and hopefully the as you say a couple more uh long-term contracts are signed like some more soon Morton maybe but yeah great to get that one over the line oh I love live news Matty Macon love it love it my friend and Chappers won all the awards won goal of the season this is great news and this is the news we want to hear right now it's fantastic and actually I, I just put myself on mute while someone was talking to click on the um, on the club's tweet and and again it's an absolute banger of a tweet from the uh, club social media account of uh, uh, Connor tuning a radio into don't you want me baby um, which is absolutely just uh, we've got top level social media people now it's great but yeah moving away from that yeah it, it it's a it's exactly the same as getting Wes Burns nailed down this time last year. And Simon referring to that earlier about the, the order in which we did things. And um, it seems to be, Simon, you've been proved right what you said earlier that we'll, we'll probably do the sort of thing this 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 summer. Uh, and we, we've got him got him nailed down. He's clearly um, you know, a valuable player. There's been some sort of wicked whispers kicking around. Nothing, nothing of substance that oh, he, he might want to sign somewhere else. But that's... Um, that's very much protecting your assets there, isn't it? So um, thrilled, thrilled that he's um, signed that and do And he's earned it. He really has earned it. And you look, um, you look at, he obviously got joint um, top scorer with uh, with Johnson Clark-Harris, who, who can have another go at it next season, can't he? Uh, oh, sorry. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, and you, when you take into mind, it was what, 12 game drought where he didn't score a goal? And he still scored is it, 26 league goals and however many it was in all competitions. You know, that that's that's phenomenal, really, when you, when you put it into that context. So, yeah, um, great. And, and top work for the club for a time in it when we're recording. You know, can't, can't, thank them, can't thank them enough for that. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, media boys. Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, they just gave me a little, yeah. little message saying it's going to go out there. Is there like a, a, a little fellow in that he's just new to join the media team recently? There, he might have. Might have yeah, some, some bloke, some bloke, <laughs> yeah. Someone called, yeah, some, someone called Annie Warren. But yeah, he's the one who wrote the story. So there we go. But um, if you, I've just seen the pictures, of course. He's, you know, one of the pictures on the, um, I think, the Turboy Robson Bridge. Um, so if you saw Connor Chaplin there, you could have got, oh, he's, he's doing something here. He's doing something here. But yeah. Kind of Chaplin signing a deal. That is great news. And I can't wait to see him play championship football because he has played championship football, of course, before with Barnsley and, and done really well there. But um, him being a town player and 
yeah, he's just such a likable guy and it kind of chapman. And he's yeah. spoken about how much he loves being here. And, and I'll go back to what I said earlier about how he spoke about his time at Barnsley before he came to us. You know, and he, he was sold to us off the back of that fifth place finishing um in the in the championship. Um and it's when you when you hear players say that, and it's it's very easy to be cynical in the modern era that oh it, it's it's a meaningless platitude, but he, like a lot of other players, looks like he's really enjoying life in an Ipswich Town shirt. Um, when you, you go back, I was watching again that um, that little reel of all of his goals and some of his goal celebrations, you know, and you just he's absolutely loving life here. And that sort of thing backs it up because he probably could, he probably would have had suitors uh, as the summer went on. So the fact that he's gone, no, I want to, I want to commit my time. It doesn't mean he's staying for the length of that contract. We all know that. None of us are naive to think, well, that's he's here to the end of that contract. But it's clearly a statement that he wants to to uh, have a crack at the championship with Ipswich Town. So it's just, I'm still amazed by this because this never would have, this sort of thing never happened under Marcus Evans, you know, and it's even sort of what, two, two, two and a bit years down the line. It's still a bit of a novelty after 13 years of, of letting your letting your best asset go on a, on a Bosman. It's great yeah, to see definitely. players being rewarded for, for their efforts. You say Wes Burns had only signed the summer before he signed the new deal because his performances have been that good. He, he'd earned it. And as you say, Chaplin has earned it as well. And as he, his energy for the game is infectious. You get some footballers who, who look like they don't necessarily love to play football. He looks like he just loves it. He looks like every kid in the park just running around going crazy, having a great time, loves scoring goals. And I think that energy sort of brushes off on all his teammates. He sort of triggers the press. He's the one looking to get be busy, get around the pitch. And, and he's always there sort of linking play and then getting in the box and finishing chances. So, yeah, I don't think we could have asked, asked for better than than Connor signing that, that long-term deal. Obviously, three years is, is a pretty long time to commit. That'll be sort of his peak years from 26 to sort of 29, 30. So he, he will be here, hopefully, as we say, for for his best years of football as well. Yeah, definitely. And the quote is, uh, yeah, there's nowhere else I'd rather be. That's what kind of Chaplin said. So um, there we go. He's, he's one more game away for 100 appearances. He's scored 40 goals in total in 99 games. So he's going to, yeah, he's going to hit that 100 mark um, first game of the season. Um, so, yeah, can't wait for it. Well, there we go. Some breaking news on the podcast. That's what we like to see. Uh, well, let's get back into then early predictions, Simon. Uh, we, we were getting through that before the news dropped, which we're not, we're not going to complain about because we're happy about that. But, um, yeah, carry on if you can remember where you left off. Yeah, I, I think I'm sort of looking at, at sort of top half finishing, feel, feeling more confident now. Chaplin's nailed down for the, for the longer term. Um, but, yeah, I think looking at this squad as it stands, obviously this is before any signings have come through the building, before anything else has happened. And I was sort of discussing those two FA Cup games, which, although, yeah, a few changes on the opposition team, but also we've made changes as well. We dispatched a Rotherham side that stayed up last season, beat them 4-1 at home, and obviously gave Burnley a run for their money twice. And that's that's the benchmark of the Championship last season in, in terms of right at the top end, league champions and, and runaway winners. So if you can compete with them over two matches, then you've got to feel very confident that you can compete with lots of other teams. There are some sides that worry me because I think of the games, the town struggling, the likes of teams who sit deep and, and men behind the ball, and the, like Millwall and, and teams like that, who will maybe do that to a higher standard because they've, they've been long-term championship teams in there. So those might be the games that we will struggle in more than maybe games against sort of 
the, the top end, maybe Watford, Norwich, people like that, who will look to take the game to us. Um, but yeah, I think I think there's enough points on the table for Town to certainly push towards the top half and maybe an outside chance of top six. But I think we need to respect that there is an upgrade in quality. We can't go in there thinking we're going to walk the league and it's going to be another 100 goal, 100 points. I know we didn't get 100 points in the end, but sort of looking at that, those sort of numbers again, I, I don't think that's that's going to be how it's going to be. So, yeah, I certainly think top half is where I would pitch it. No, I like it. I like it. Um, Matt Macon, your thoughts then? Is it now you changed your mind, although Conor Chapman was our player originally, but sometimes when players sign a new contract, it does feel like a new signing sometimes. You know, they're committed now for a good few years. Um, but where are you feeling? Where's your feelings at? Where's your heart? Are you going with your head or your heart? Uh, now, now he's re-signed, we're going to win the league, aren't we? Sure. <laughs> <Of> course, <yeah. laughs> no, I jest, I jest, of course. Um, yeah, top, top, I'd say, uh, top 10 for me is where I can see it. Um, you absolutely have to respect the division. Um, on the flip side of the coin, we're, it's not changed massively in the four years we're away. Um, there is going to be some powerful teams coming down. Uh, um, they're still going to have the parent those three teams. Um, none of them are kind of quite kind of basket cases to the extent Everton were. If Everton had been um, that team to come down instead of Leicester, um, but particularly sort of Southampton and um, and Leeds definitely will be teams to be to be reckoned with because that was more kind of uh, on field stuff rather than uh, off field stuff really although kind of added ice yeah go figure um there's some solid teams in there as well um in and around but i think top 10 is is definitely achievable um with a good window um if, if we're competitive if we look like we're in the hunt for the top six and we fade off and it's a top 10 top 12 finish you know that's that to me is a sign of success and something to build on for for the following season i certainly don't have any fear that we'd be candidates to be going straight back down. Um, don't clip that. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but I, I likewise, I, I don't want to get carried away. Like some, And not necessarily just town fans getting carried away, but there have been some, some bookies that got carried away and sort of giving odds on us going, doing back-to-back promotions before the uh, Premier League relegation battle was, was even settled. So I think we need a solid... And, and we're going to lose more games at home this season. We all need to be ready for that. You know, we only lost two home, two at home, two away, wasn't it? Um, out of the four of the games that we lost last season, there's going to be more frustrating days at Portman Road, you know. Um, and with those big numbers, we're still going to get behind the team the same way we were when when we went through that spell at the end of the season where we were battering teams four nil, six nil, three one, or whatever on a, on a regular basis. So. Um, I'm, I'm excited for it. I am excited for it. I think we'll, we'll be competitive. I don't. I don't necessarily fear any team in the championship, but I think there's a lot we've, we've got to give respect to. Yeah, I think it's, you talk about that run at the end of the season. That's what's got to give you confidence as well. I mean, you talk about we won't batter teams three or four nil, but that it's not like we limped over the line. We, we were running over steamrolling opposition in League One. So, I mean, obviously the, the level goes up, but our level was that much higher than the league we were in. Mm. So you've got to think that the gap, yes, will get closer, but obviously it depends by, by what amount. And I think it'll be interesting, obviously, there will be signings in the summer. But if Town are in and around the playoffs come January, you know that this ownership group is going to go just as hard in January as it did this year. If there's any even an outside chance of the playoffs, that they've talked about not leaving anything on the table. And, and that would be conversely if we were down the bottom, which I don't think we will be, but... They're going to keep pushing and pushing the envelope. 
to what the standards of this club can be and, and what, what they're looking to do over the course of the season. We're definitely looking up rather than down for me. Hundred percent, and I mean one of one of one of the many things that kind of haunts me from from the Marcus Evans era is is that January transfer window in twenty fifteen when when we were in the top two and I think we were even top at Christmas, weren't we? Um, and, and we didn't reinforce from a position of strength there. We we only we only brought Freddie Sears in, and that's that's no disrespect, to Freddie Sears. I quite liked him overall. Um, I thought he was a bit maligned, but we um, we ended up scraping in to sixth place despite losing to Blackburn on the final day of the season and then and then we all know what happened against Norwich in the semi-finals um but I have I'm with you Simon I have absolute faith that we, we have a similar January window to the one that's just passed really um of strengthening in key positions if if we find fortunate enough to find ourselves in that position yeah I'm just side boys you know back in the championship um Final question, really, for you before we wrap up. It's been a good, solid show. Breaking news, good shimwag. But our song, which games are you looking forward to? Of course, the, the obvious one. We all know we're looking forward to Norwich. We know that Derby's back and all that. But any any other fixtures you're really looking forward to? Any other head-to-heads? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you, you want to test yourself against the teams that come down. They're always the, the ones you probably start looking for. I mean, Leicester were Premier League champions, what, seven seven years ago? And you sort of think that's, that's, that's a glamour opposition, at, certainly at championship level. Um, but yeah, there's some some fun away days in there as well, which we haven't done for a while, which will be good because I wasn't sort of going on away days back then. So it's good to get to some new grounds like Leicester and Southampton with a couple of nice, easy games to get to. So yeah, looking forward to just for a few new away games next season for me. Yeah, Matt, is there, is there any games that you're sort of looking at? I know the fixture's not out just yet, but any really you want to go there, want to go there, and even just. I think, yeah, the, the three that have come down from the Premier League, there's three. I mean, I, I went to St Mary's for the um, for the cup game under Mick. Oh, it must have been, what, eight, nine years ago. Um, uh, I haven't done Leicester or Leeds. Um, so that'll be, that'll, be, that'll be good ones to tick off. Um, I'm looking forward to going to Plymouth again. of vested interest that that's where I was born. I've got a lot of family down there. My uncle uh, is a season ticket holder at Home Park, and we've had some very magnanimous messages over the summer. You know, so don't don't read into what you see on social media about Plymouth fans baiting Ipswich fans and vice versa. You know, they, they are a good bunch down there, same as we're generally a good bunch up here. So that that will be a nice one. Um, Millwall again. Uh, my one experience, my one experience in the den was in the relegation season when Paul Lambert was watching for the stands. So hopefully, I can uh, I can have a better experience um, this time around. It's just going to be nice that we haven't got to worry so much about allocation numbers. Um, you know, uh, we're not going to have to go to some of these grounds where you're getting a very low ticket. I mean, we're still going to the, the the demand is going to outstrip what's available still clearly. Um, because uh, we're on the up and people are interested, but I think you, you've certainly got more chance getting a ticket because we're going to be we're going to be going to grounds that are going to be able to to accommodate more of us and, and are used to bringing or used to away teams bringing big numbers. That that's what I'm looking forward to the most, really. Yeah, well, bring it on, boys. Looking forward to it. Um, of course, yeah, we're still in this quiet period. Although we got the news, Connor Chaplin. Signed a new deal. Um, Simon, um, any other business, my friend? Any other thoughts you want to mention? No, no, nothing from me. Just excited to sort of see it all get get underway and the, the transfers start rolling in. Definitely, yeah. The uh, Of course, the first pre-season game is on the 1st of July in Phoenixstowe, which was, um, of course, Matt, where the women's team play. And, of course, they, they kick off their, their pre-season sort of, you know, coming back on the 26th of June. So, 
yeah, in two weeks' time on, on Monday. But yeah, Matt, any other business from yourself? No, no, that's, that's a nice segue. Actually, I was going to mention the women's team as well. Yeah, hopefully, if um, if there's still some tickets available, I appreciate Felix so giving priority to their to their season ticket holders for that for that um, fixture, which is right and proper, really. But it'd be nice to see, obviously, sort of um, what um, Joe and the team were able to start getting some business done and and strengthen the women's team. Obviously, you're absolutely gutting to to miss out on on winning the league on goal difference. You know, uh, uh, the women did their job. Um, beating Oxford on the final day of the season. Unfortunately, better Ricky didn't do us a favour against Watford, um, who eventually went up through the playoffs. Uh, but a playoff we haven't got to worry about this coming season because the FA have finally seen a modicum of common sense and you'll now have two teams coming down from the Women's Championship and the winners of the North and South Divisions in the third tier going up automatically if they win their league. Because um, I think the Southern the Southern winners have, uh, have won the playoff the previous two seasons. So... Uh, particularly the Northern Division will be particularly happy about that because um, I think it was Wolves last year and was it is it Forest this year? I think it was. They, they, they've won the division the last two seasons and both of them will be in that division next season. So, yeah, um, yeah, looking forward to hearing what's going on um, at the AGL with um, with the Tractor Girls. Indeed, indeed. Of course, Tractor Girls Talk will return next season as well, so look out for that. If you haven't listened to the end-of-season review of me and Blue, go and check it out as well. And, of course, check out all the other content we've brought you. Um, most recent um, in pictures with Fabian Wilness is there for you to watch and read as well. If you haven't got time to watch um video version, you can also see the written version. That's online as well, so check that out. Um, the boys and myself will be back. Uh, later in the week, they bring you a flagship show, but it's been a great fan social with Simon and Matt. Breaking news of Connor Chaplin news. And of course, the podcast is proudly sponsored by Manscaped and Ginger Pickle. Big shout out to Tony Southgate, um, who, of course, helped me with my interviews in Holland with Fabian Milnes, Gus Ullenbeek, Pim Bolkstein, and of course, Martin Royser. Uh, well, Matt, Simon, thanks for joining me. Thanks, everyone, for listening to another KOA fan social. Um, of course, we've got a merch merch store, so mugs, hats, shirts, hoodies. Maybe not a hoodie at the moment because it's bloody hot. So uh, maybe a shirt or maybe a water bottle to keep you self-hydrated. I haven't um, got it in the room with me, but that, that snapback hat I've got is, uh, has been doing me a lot of favours in this recent warm weather. Yeah, good, good quality merch. Oh, man, Tommy. Yeah, we've got merch shop. Check it out. And uh, yeah, we'll be back very soon for another fan social. Um, thanks again for listening. Bye bye for now. <laughs>